Welcome to Divorce Smart, a podcast where we discuss the divorce process from practical solutions to outrageous behaviors from future exes. Along the way, we hope you learn a thing or two, how to improve your outcome and hold on to your wealth with your host, best-selling author, Adam Weiss, a divorcee and better for it. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Smart. I'm your host, Adam Weiss. Today's subject will be how do you hire a divorce lawyer? It's one of the most important factors of your divorce. In most cases, people need the best divorce lawyer they can afford. And we'll go over questions that you'd, or recommended that you should ask an attorney on your first visit with them. But before you do that, when you set up a phone call and first visit with your divorce attorney, important questions to ask them to make you feel comfortable that this attorney is the perfect one for you at the beginning. As I mentioned before, you want to start off consulting with a number of attorneys. Many of them charge a fee for the consultation. Others do not. You'll have to factor it into your budget, but you want to go with the strongest attorney to represent you during your divorce process. Let's start with before you even show up to the attorney's office. What should you be conscious of from your first call to the divorce office? Remember, most people are nervous when they're meeting somebody new, and you can get a general feel from the staff of how they answer the phone and how they respond to your initial questions and greetings. If you're being pushed off immediately, you may consider that as a factor that the business is very busy and they have many clients and that you may be treated as a number, or you just hit that person on the wrong day when they answer the phone. Nevertheless, here are a few things to keep in mind before setting up your meeting. Number one, meeting with an attorney is simply about getting information. It doesn't mean you're definitely getting a divorce or that you have to indulge in that much information to your first visit. Two, these meetings are confidential. The lawyer can't help you unless you're really honest with them. And remember, it's confidential, so be open to tell him or her everything you can about wanting a divorce and the divorce process. Number three, most attorneys charge for a consultation. When you call to schedule your appointment, be sure to ask if there is a charge, and if so, how much, so you're not surprised when you walk in. Does their consulting fee seem too large to you initially? You have to factor in that you're going to be investing in this person and spending a lot of time with this person, giving them their most detailed personal information and your financial outlook at the moment and for the future. You really want to work with somebody that you can trust and that has your back throughout the process. A key factor is when you make your appointment, ask what documents would be good for bringing to your first appointment time. As I've said in the book, I give a list chapter by chapter of what I think and what I've done through my divorce process. Many good attorneys will suggest you to bring copies of the last three to five years of tax returns if you have them available. I also suggest that you bring in your bank statements as well as if you own a house mortgage. I recommend that you do a more detailed file to bring in to show all questions or aspects of a divorce so the attorney gets a true larger picture of the micro and macro level of your divorce. 
If at all possible, walk in knowing what your assets are, what you own, and your liabilities. What debts you owe are all common questions that will be brought out during your divorce process. If you're aware of your soon-to-be ex-spouse debts and financial stability, is important with documentation to bring so you can show the attorney what position you're in for the divorce. Usually on the first visit with your attorney, many of them will start off with the whole process and explain it to you in a generalized way of how the divorce process itself works in your state, in your county, and how the filing takes place and so forth. If applicable, child custody, if that is applicable, if you have underage children or are not grown adults, this is a key factor in sticky points throughout a divorce process. You want to be upfront and explain if there's any complications or difficulties with any of your children as far as if you think during the divorce process that they would need more attention or financial needs during the divorce process. Big component of your divorce when asking with your attorney is they'll discuss the division of your assets. That is why it's key to have this information ahead of time when you're walking into the office. Usually the attorney will approach support, either spousal support or child support or both with you during the divorce process and afterwards, giving you the most beneficial outlook of how much it's going to cost you on top of attorney fees, as well as child support or spousal support. Finally, the attorney will discuss their fees. Many of them charge by the hour and the majority have a retainer that you pay up front and they extract the money based on the number of billable hours, court appearances, discussions with opposing counsel. They'll discuss their fees towards discovery of bank statements, subpoenas, motions. These are just a few of many attorney fees to move your divorce process. Once your attorney is done telling you the general ideas and the paths, you have the opportunity to ask them some questions from generalization to more detailed information. I think once they have a clear picture, the key factor that you want to know most is what is my worst case scenario? What is my best case scenario? How much is child support in your state for each child? How much is spousal support based on the two incomes that are presented in front of the attorney at the moment? The calculators out there that you could get a general idea of how much things are going to cost you overall. Remember, the court system, the judge, have a discretion on how much of each of these type of costs can cost you less or more based on the evidence that you present in your assets and liabilities. Big key factor is you can ask them how they're going to keep you informed about the developments in your case if you choose to work with them. Many of them will charge you a fee for phone interaction while others will charge you less fee for email encounters. Some attorneys will use junior associates to do the paperwork with you on collecting the data for financial discovery, and their rates are usually lower, but not always. So you have to ask these questions if it's going to cost you the same if you are going to be talking to the attorney or one of their associates during your divorce process. Another factor is you want to know 
If there's any other outstanding fees throughout the process, there's court filing fees, there's subpoena fees, there are other assets that they go after that they charge fees for discovery. And you want to know what type of other costs are out there that you should be aware of. And if you don't have the money to actually pay for your divorce, can you actually ask your spouse to pay for your attorney fees? And that will be discussed in another podcast. But for now, you'll have to factor in if you don't have the money, you'll have to get a loan or you need to borrow money from somebody. Many attorneys offer credit card payments of that asset. And you have to factor that in as far as a more of a liability of your cost of getting a divorce. Think of your initial meeting simply as a research. You're there to find out information about getting a divorce, as well as getting the sense of the divorce attorney. Could you potentially work with her or him? Now let's look at some key questions that I recommend that you ask your attorney. And I think there's about 25 or 30 questions that I personally have asked and many other people have asked over a divorce process which is important to you to obtain this information so you can further evaluate during your divorce process these key questions. So you can evaluate if you're going to hire this attorney or not during the evaluation. Number one, how many years of experience do you have practicing family law and how many divorces have you handled over the past year? What is your typical caseload throughout the process of a year and do I know I have access to you personally, or am I dealing with an assistant? Number two, ask your attorney, what is your approach to handling divorce cases? How do you tailor it, your strategies to fit the client's unique situation? You don't want a approach that they use in every format with every single client. Each divorce is unique to each individual. And you have needs and you have wants that need to be fulfilled during the divorce process and you want to be handled as an individual. Number three, what is your communication style? We touched on this slightly earlier, but you really want to know from the hear from them throughout the process. So you want to know if they'll shoot you off an email, if they had a discussion with opposing counsel, or if they filed a motion and on what day and what to expect from their actions on your behalf. So again, financially, usually the cheaper is to go via email versus a phone call. And plus, trying to get in touch with an attorney is challenging at times during the court hours. So a simple email and a summary of that day's events and the outcome and what to expect in the near future is beneficial for you during the divorce process. You want to ask them again about their fees and how the billing process takes place after that retainer. Do you give a continued retainer lump sums each time, or can you ask for a monthly billing or charge on your card monthly or biweekly for them to work for you? No attorney has a crystal ball, but what they do have is experience with the divorces. Based on what you present them with your assets and liabilities and income between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse, and if there are children involved, custody, support, and so forth, you want a general questions of asking if they handled similar cases and what was the general outcome. Going into your divorce, you want to know how the attorney handles 
conflicts or disagreements between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse and their attorney. You want to know what is their process for resolving disputes. There is usually a compromise between both parties, but if there isn't, how do they go about to make sure that you are being represented correctly in court? You want to know what their approach is with opposing counsel. Usually, many of them know each other in the court system, and they do keep track of the wins and losses among each other. There is a common joke about that as far as attorneys having a reputation in the court system. And your attorney who's familiar with these particular lawyers will let you know ahead of time if they're difficult to deal with or if they are reasonable and look to find a resolution between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse. Of course, you want to hire an attorney who stays up to date with family law and has another attorney or a peer to ask questions and not know all the answers is a key factor in a positive outcome for your divorce. You also want to ask them about their experience with alternative dispute resolution methods, such as mediation and so forth. I do cover this in my book. As far as mediation goes, I think if your ex-spouse is reasonable and their attorney is reasonable, I think that is the most affordable way to go. A lot of people don't have that opportunity to go that route as far as to come to a conclusion of their divorce process. So you have to have an honest conversation with your attorney, but they will not know until they interact with opposing counsel and in court to be able to give you a true picture if this is a route to go or if your case will go to trial. Most attorneys will tell you that most cases, up to 90%, are usually resolved outside of the courtroom. You want to know, in fact, when was the last time they were in court for a divorce case at the final end stage to present the information in front of the judge. Key factor two is if they're familiar with all the family court judges that are in session during that time and let you know what they think of those judges on the bench and what their thoughts process are, similar to your case. Another key question to ask for them is, can they help you to protect your assets and financial interests during the divorce process? There's nothing more than having your subpoenaed your business if you own a business or subpoena your bank statements or even interact or get other family members involved as in children or even adult parents. Sometimes get subpoena for information of false information of assets that your ex-spouse may say that you have and that you're hiding. You want to know how the attorney would handle those situations. If you have children, you want to know how they're going to handle the children's best interests, taking into account during the divorce process, that you want to do everything you possibly can to make sure that your children have financial support during the divorce process. If you have older children going to college, many times there are school loans involved and you want to make sure that your children are not financially burdened by these type of loans that they obviously can't pay back while they're in school, but there has to be payments made. You want to make sure your ex-spouse is held accountable for those loans as much as you are. And generalized questions such as what types of of divorces are there? What is the most appropriate for my situation? How long does a typical divorce take? 
and what factors impact the timeline. Many, many factors will go into place if your soon-to-be ex-spouse starts to play the judicial game of switching attorneys up and or delaying court appearances or motions. And how is this attorney going to address those type of issues with motions in court or directly with opposing counsel? You want to get a general take on how they will respond to such actions. After asking your questions, you can also ask a general question is, what is the most challenging aspect of the divorce and how can they address them? If there is something that you have missed and they have looked at your financial statements and tax returns and W-2s, can they give you a general idea of sticky points that may occur in your divorce process, if any? You want to ask them some common mistakes people make during a divorce and how you can avoid them as much. I cover this in detail throughout my book about how people try to hide assets clumsy in the process and that they will get caught every time based on the financial discovery. And if you suspect your ex-spouse is hiding money, how will they go about obtaining that information up front? What is the difference between marital and separate property and how they are divided during divorce? Some of the things are key as far as tit for tat some ex-spouses will do. And you want to know what is valuable to you, your time, your money, or some old sofa or pool table that they're fighting over or china or silverware. These are all factors that are in your rear view mirror. You don't want to be messing with this type of information and you don't want your attorney to be bogged down hours of negotiating pieces of furniture throughout your divorce process. So keep it simple. Evaluate what's important to you. And during these property divisions, what you had generally before you got married is yours and what they had was theirs. And keep it simple. You like to know how child support is calculated and factors that are taken into account. As I mentioned, each state is different in the valuation and calculators, and a good attorney should be able to tell you pretty much based on your first visit how much money will be asked from you and your ex-spouse based on the financial information in front of you. When it comes down to children and child support, you want to know as far as custody arrangements and how they are decided, what's the process for modifying a custody or support agreement after a divorce, some of the legal and financial implications of high net worth divorces. If you have a high net worth, if you're divorced later in life, or you financially make a lot more than your soon-to-be ex-spouse, how are things going to implement that in the court? Key factor is to ask your attorney about communications between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse. Usually documentation is the most important via emails and or letter format certified. Verbal conversations over the phone is not really a good record of communication. And sometimes you want the attorney to be able to communicate your needs or your demands via motions or when they discuss with opposing counsel in general. This is probably the best route to go is to keep 
the minimum amount of interaction between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse unless it comes down to your children. Of course, I recommend that you have a outline form and a summary of your marriage up to that date that you walk in to discuss with the attorney about the divorce process so they have a full understanding of your marriage and who was the breadwinner, who was the caretaker, who took care of the children, and so forth before your first visit. So let's wrap it up. Finally, reflect on the experience after. Ask yourself the following questions after your visit with your attorney. Did you like her or him? Did you trust her or him? How did you feel gut reaction-wise? Did they respond in a reasonable manner, or did they laugh off your questions? Did they seem respectful in that manner? What is your gut feeling when it came to your questions being answered? Did you walk away understanding most of everything you talked about? Did you get a chance to ask all your questions? Did you feel rushed, or did they take time with you during the questions? Do you feel like you were heard? that you got to say everything you wanted. These are all important things about communicating because, again, you're going to be working with this person throughout the divorce process and you want to be comfortable with them and know that you can reach them and that they are going to represent you the best they can based on the information that you're providing. The outcome of your divorce has a lot of factors in your divorce attorney presenting the information in court and they have the utmost support of your information that's accurate to date to be presented in the court is a strong way of obtaining a settlement agreement. One last topic for this podcast, I think, is many people ask if female representation would be better in the court system versus a male attorney. And from my own experience, I think the most professional either male or female, is a good representation for you in family court. There is argument that the female attorney does a better job in representing women and their children when it comes to divorce. But I've seen plenty of cases in the courtroom during my period of time with my divorce process where equally arguments were made with a male attorney So again, I think the bottom line is to find yourself a professional lawyer who's going to do right by you and represent you with the facts and not get boggled down with all the drama and noise that many of ex-spouses try to bring to the court system. The judges really don't want to hear the nonsense. They're looking at the data in front of them, and it comes down to financial, who has more money who supports who, who always has supported the family, and future income for each spouse to make the decision on spousal support and child support. I want to thank you again for listening, and please let others know about the podcast, and I hope you subscribe, and I look forward to speaking again on another subject matter in the near future podcast. And for now, stay safe. Thank you for listening to another episode of Divorce Smart with best-selling author Adam Weiss. Please hit subscribe and follow us on Spotify. Check out the book, Divorce Smart, How to Thrive and Come Out Whole, available on Amazon and at other great bookstores.